This is exactly right. <sighs> We're finally doing a live I Said No Gifts, and I'm inviting you. This thing is going to be wonderful. Some very special guests, gift giveaways, and I'll probably get a haircut the day before so I look really nice. It's June 26th at Dynasty Typewriter, right here in gorgeous Los Angeles, California. That's right, Los Angeles, the home of several Target stores. And if you can't be in LA, we'll also be live streaming the whole show. Tickets are very limited, so go to DynastyTypewriter.com as soon as possible. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is presence enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey me Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. We're in the backyard, naturally. Um, the only different thing today is that Stephen Ray Morris is here. Annalise and I are in another one of our legendary fights, so they aren't here to record, and we'll just have to put that aside, put that feeling aside. What's going on? I woke up at 7.30 and did nothing for two hours. Um, I went to Jersey Mike's at about 11.20, which I guess means I brunched at Jersey Mike's. Do I reveal too much about my life on this podcast? Is this too much of my private minute? I don't know. Let's get into it. I'm so excited about today's guest. I absolutely love her. It's Lisa Hannawald. Hello. Lisa, welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so happy you're here. <laughs> How has your morning been? Um, it's good. I, w I also woke up at 7.30 and then I went right back to sleep and stayed in bed till 10. Oh, see, that's what I would have loved to do. <laughs> yeah. What what woke you up at 7.30? Uh, I think it was my dog every morning at around 7 or 7.30. She pulls open the curtain so that the sunlight <laughs> hits my face <laughs> because she thinks it's time for breakfast. Oh, that's very sweet. Yes. My dog sleeps in bed with me until about 6.30 and then she comes over and taps right next to me, which means I have to lift the covers up and she crawls <laughs> underneath, which I can't deny. It's the sweetest thing in the world. But uh, Both our dogs can talk. I yeah, yes, they both can absolutely <laughs> communicate with us. And I appreciate that, but she's also like 80 pounds and doesn't quite understand what it means to sleep next to another person. So that basically means I'm awake. I wish my dog would sleep next to me and spoon me, but she doesn't want to. <laughs> uh, how big is your dog? She's about 50 pounds. Oh, what She's kind a of cattle dog? dog. Oh, yeah. sure, sure. But she does sleep in the bedroom with you. Yes. Yeah. And she'll get in bed like at the beginning of the evening, but then she goes into her own bed at a certain point. And I, I can't get her to stay in bed with me. Oh, interesting. I yeah. can't keep the dog out of the bed. Yeah. She, she's mean, a pity, right? Yeah. yeah no, really... she's American Bulldog. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, they're snuggly though. Yes. Uh, she will, if we close the bedroom door, we'll knock. She will open the door. There's no keeping her away. Yeah. So we've just kind of come to accept that she sleeps in bed with us. Well, except for basically when my boyfriend is in town. One of us gets to sleep with the dog and the other person is in the guest bedroom because no. otherwise it's <laughs> essentially three adult-sized people in bed, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. Uh, okay, so you woke up at 7.30 and then luxuriously went back to bed. Yeah. And woke up at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And then what else have you done with your morning? Oh my God, what else have I done? I just stared at the internet. I watched some Jeopardy. Uh Early morning Jeopardy. Yeah, Adam had it on, my, my boyfriend Adam, and uh, so I was watching over his shoulder, you know. And <laughs> <laughs> was he watching on his laptop? No, on the big screen. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a, is your living room kind of like a bus situation where you're behind each other? Why are you watching over his shoulder? No, no, I, I was next to him. I just, um, you know, I was like half watching. Uh, okay. And then I started fully watching. And I didn't know any of the answers to any of the questions this morning. So I was oh. upset about that. I, I only like it when I know the answers. I don't think I would know any answers to the questions on Jeopardy in the morning. My brain is barely functioning. Yeah, yeah. I'll blame the time of day. Yeah, That's you, why. You need like a nice 7 p.m. Yeah. Like, uh, classic Jeopardy time. Yeah. 
That's what I prefer to watch. Is it? Was he watching New Jeopardy, Classic Jeopardy? I don't know. It was just one that he had pre-recorded. Mm. Yeah. I haven't watched Jeopardy. I was watching a bunch of it last year on Netflix, which is kind of confusing because you don't really know what time period it's from. But it was fairly recent, and there was one guy I absolutely hated. <laughs> um, but then I came to learn that everyone hated him, and oh, really? it made me feel closer to huma- humanity. Why did you hate him so much? He was kind of a know-it-all, and he was just like... Well, he's on Jeopardy. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone on Jeopardy's a know-it-all, yeah, and they're not showing it off. But he had kind of a smugness to him that I was like, this is... I don't know. There was, the way he communicated was very off-putting. Do you think you could be on Jeopardy? No, oh, that's a good question. I mean, I definitely could stand behind a podium. Yeah. I would probably be terrible. Would you be any good? No, I would blank out entirely. I wouldn't know a single answer. I'm like a smart ass, but I don't know anything, actually. I don't know any <laughs> trivia, so. <laughs> right, right. I, uh, Unless I, there was like a category on horses and I'd be like, ooh, baby, <laughs> my time to shine. <laughs> you would kill on that. Yeah. You, own, you have two horses? No, I have one. One horse. Yeah. Uh, have you always been a horse person? Yes. I started taking riding lessons. I was a cat person. Okay. And then um, when I turned eight, I started taking riding lessons and then I got became a horse person. Kind of a hardcore. natural transition animal yeah. wise. I, I think, think it was always latent in me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Every cat person has the horse gene, <laughs> I would say. But you think? I think so. <laughs> Horses kind of have the same kind of they're uh, calm and kind of also don't care about people the same way cats. You think horses are calm? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, well, maybe I'm... Well, let's see. Being a horse person feels like having a genetic mutation. It's like a mistake. You think so? Yeah. <laughs> what, what about horses is not... I mean, when they're around people, maybe not calm. They're just like, they're so flighty and scared of everything. I mean, I guess the word wild is often associated with horses. Yeah, spooky. Are you spook? They get spooked? <laughs> yeah, they get spooked. So how long have you had your horse? I got her four years ago. Okay. I found her on a, in a Facebook ad. <laughs> <laughs> I was it a targeted ad? <laughs> no, um, I belong to some horse group, so she just popped up. <laughs> but I wasn't really looking to, to buy one. Right, right. And how old was she when you bought her? She was 12, and now she's 16. Oh, wow. Yeah. So how, I, I don't understand how horse purchasing works. I don't know how <laughs> like you get into it, because I'm sure a lot of people buy horses as, is it a foal? Yeah, as a baby. Yeah, as a baby. Yeah. I'm, an, I'm a horse expert, so I'm using the terminology <laughs> here, of course. Um, but do most people buy them as babies, or is it like you buy it as no, a teen? No, because you have to wait a long time before you can ride them. Mm. And most people want to ride them right away. They're eager to hop on. Yeah, because it's an animal you have to rent a house for, first of all. And so you're <laughs> right. kind of hoping it'll pay back in some way and you can enjoy them, you know, right. by riding them. And yeah, it's weird. You don't need a license or anything. You can just buy one. You could go out right now and buy a horse and come home with it. <laughs> yeah, that is, I've never considered that, but it is very much like buying a car or something. Yeah. It's a big kind of in a lot of ways a dangerous thing mode easier, of transportation easier to buy a horse than a car yeah i believe i mean topical yeah it's very hard to buy a car right now it Let's, is yeah i think we can all relate to buy how hard it is to buy a car <laughs> a lot of competition there is too much competition so you see this targeted ad for the horse <laughs> and was it like love at first sight or did you have to meet the horse yeah i mean she's the cutest horse i've ever seen what's her name let's name her so juniper juniper okay yeah, Junie. i felt a little disconnected from Junie. <laughs> just talking about her as the horse as a thing as a vehicle <laughs> like she's like someone you're having an affair with or something <laughs> um juniper when you found you did fall in love with her i did yeah she has like a teddy bear looking face she's kind of like you know how like pugs are like a really cute kind of dog She's like a pug for okay, horses, sure. I think. Just very... That's interesting to me because... And this is maybe my ignorance, but I kind of, with horses, assume they're all their faces all look the same. They do have long faces, generally. Right. But hers is just... It's just cute and, like, really fuzzy. And she looks kind of like a reindeer this kind of year because she oh, grows out her winter coat. And sure. she's just really... She's a Norwegian fjord. That's kind of horse oh. she is. Yeah. Now, something <laughs> I learned about... and I love how I started talking about horses like 10 seconds into this podcast. Every time I go to a party, I'm like, don't talk about horses. Don't do it. And then I end up sneaking it in. <laughs> this is your horse hour. You, <laughs> We're we can renaming talk as, the podcast. And I had a lot of questions about horses. Okay. I was wondering what your opinions on horses were. I, I, I mean, the last time I was on a horse, fourth grade. Yeah. Uh, I had a perfectly nice time. Oh, good. Uh, a lot of people have a bad experience. Do they really? Well, yeah. 
I, I, my whole family was on horses. I don't know why. We were somewhere <laughs> in Utah, and I guess it was like, this is the thing you do here, it's and you get on a horse. It's a great thing to do in Utah. Yeah. And I don't remember that much about it. Maybe being a little bored. Yeah. Because we were just slowly walking. It does get boring sometimes. I was riding last night, and I got a little bored. You got bored. Okay, I do. Sometimes, so now you're I'm like, the... sometimes I'm like, why do I do this? Oh, no. You're taking Junie for uh, granted. Well, then, it, then, like, you know, a half hour in, I'm like, oh, this is wonderful. This okay. is the most beautiful thing in the world. I'm connected. I'm watching like the birds the sunset it's great so that first half an hour i mean like what breaks in your mind that you begin enjoying it i think i just relax and like enjoy the physicality and living in the moment which is something i'm kind of bad at of course in my regular life and so it seems like you're putting yourself in some danger now because you're like now thinking about other things while on the horse yeah That, that, that seems dangerous to me depends what horse but yeah sometimes you can't zone out it's like when you're like drifting down the freeway and you realize like the last 30 minutes you were, aren't aware of. You're like, oh, I was I a danger to everyone. I hate it when that happens. You suddenly you're home. You're like, yes. what? how did oh, I get no. here? That happens on horseback too. Sometimes you just get back to the bar and you're like, what happened? <laughs> on my horse, you can't fully zone out or she will turn around and go the opposite way or okay. go faster or slower than you'd like. And where are you riding her? Is it along trails or is it just around the farm? It's on trails around Burbank and Griffith okay. Park. Okay, so you're in. She stays in Burbank. Yeah. Okay. I was picturing somewhere way more, less convenient. Like, <laughs> no, it's very convenient. <laughs> yeah, that's a, a short drive from here. Yeah. And how often do you see her? Uh, about five times a week. Oh mostly, wow! When I'm in town. That I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. She's your. Do you consider a horse a pet, or what? What do we say about a horse? I called her a pet on Instagram once, and someone in my comments was like thought that was weird and they were like offended that I referred to her as a pet. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, technically, but she kind of is. When you own an animal, that oh, She's like half pet, half livestock, you know, cuz right. if she was truly a pet, I think she'd live in my house. That's true. I guess that's where uh the line is drawn. Yeah. But livestock seems so very distant. Cold. Yeah, yeah, it's like you don't love livestock. Livestock seems like the animal's on its way to something else. That's how I describe her when I'm feeling guilty about not spending enough time with her or like not taking good enough care of her. I'm like when okay. you've been in a fight. She's or... live. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and she also has like some health problems that I feel guilty about sometimes. Like she's got this thing called mega esophagus, what? which means she has like a really large esophagus. <laughs> and like I'm in a whole, I'm in like a Facebook support group for owners of horses with mega esophagus. <laughs> That's how intense it is. Was she born with mega esophagus? I don't know. It just like cropped up like a couple years into having her. Oh, wow. And so she can only eat soup. She can't have hay. <laughs> I mean, that to me sounds like she can eat whatever she wants. It seems like. It's like a well you, you can throw things down. I know, you would think. But no, she can only have like soup. Soup, poor soup. Yeah. What do they make the soup out of? We like soak pellets made from hay and it turns into like a sl- sloppy soup. And then does she like lap it up or is it through a straw? <laughs> she sucks it up. <laughs> it's disgusting. <laughs> oh my God. The poor woman. That's terrible. I know. That's a, what a life. What a life. How long? Uh, and we can, we'll definitely move beyond horses at some point but i am curious what a horse lifespan is uh they could live like 30 35 years that's amazing yeah they could live quite a while okay i recently made the mistake of looking up the lifespan of my of Edie, my dog's oh uh, don't do that no i spiraled so quickly i know that's really rough a full 24 hours of just worrying they don't live long enough dogs they need at least three times as long yeah it's uh they're very like our children. Yes. It's uh, a bad thing we do to ourselves. Yeah. How old's your dog? She is four almost. Oh, yeah. so just a baby. Just a baby. And but I got her, like my last dog uh, passed away of cancer a few years ago. Oh, I'm sorry. And I thought I was going to take a break. And then within a month, I got the puppy. Oh. Like I could not of last course. without a dog. Of course. Life didn't make sense without a dog. <laughs> and has your dog met your horse? Uh, yeah, she hates her. <laughs> She, I thought she'd be great with livestock because she's a cattle right, dog. Right, that's her job. I know. So I'm like, great, barn dog, perfect. And then I brought her and she was like, I hate this thing. It's going to eat me. And my horse loves my dog. So she's always like, hello, and like tries to greet her. And Oh, my God. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, your dog has forgotten who she is. <laughs> yeah, identity crisis. Yeah. <laughs> she's afraid of everything. Um, I mean, outside of horses, what anything else going on in your life? What's happening? What's going on in my life? I don't know. <laughs> what are you doing with your days? Uh, what have I been doing? I've been painting. Oh, very nice. Yeah. I feel like that's probably a regular thing for you, right? I take long spans of time away from it where I'm mostly writing and then I'm like, wait, 
I'm a painter. I'm, right. a, I'm an artist. I need to draw something. And then I get back into it. When you take long breaks from drawing or painting and you come back to it, do you feel bad at it? Are you, or do you, does it come naturally? I'm always afraid that I'll be really bad at it. Uh-huh. And then it, it tends to come back real quick. Okay. I uh, can't relate in any way because I'm a bad artist. (laughs) (laughs) I love bad artists. I love when bad artists draw things because it's like, it's so, it just looks great. (laughs) It like looks naturally fun and and interesting just to see how someone translates what they're seeing into what they're drawing. Whereas when I draw, it's like very self-conscious, like I'm trying to be good. And And you know the rules and you've got... Sort of, yeah. How much training do you have as an artist? I mean, I went to art school, but I wouldn't call that training. It was more like, (laughs) you know, if you can, you throw up anything on the wall or in the room, and if you can justify it in a critique, you know, you can. Right. Do you feel like art school improved your artistic ability, or were you just good going in and then? I think it improved my ability to bullshit about (laughs) (laughs) about stuff, about the reasons I'm doing things. (laughs) Well, that's an important skill. Yeah. I mean, if you live in Los Angeles, that's all that matters. Absolutely. You don't need to be a good artist. No, it's it's all about the pitch. It's not about what you're actually delivering. (laughs) A thousand percent. So you've kind of got it all. Yeah. You're set to go. Yeah. Well, (laughs) what a lucky person I am. (laughs) (laughs) You've got a horse. You've got a dog. You can bullshit. What else could you ask for? Can't complain. (laughs) Um, Well, I mean, speaking of art, speaking of just a variety of things, um, you agreed to be on this podcast in the last month or so, and I was so excited. I'm such a fan of you, and I thought Lisa will come over. We'll have a good time. I will. Uh, brainstorm a variety of horse questions that we'll get into and just talk 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 about uh and then i'll let her go and i imagine you haven't seen the horse today so i imagine not yet no you would go see the horse i'm gonna go see her later uh and i'm sure you still will but uh unfortunately you had more in the works for me because this podcast as you know is called i said no gifts right and so uh steven comes over he and i have some nice chat <laughs> Uh, we get everything set up. I didn't get you. A, I didn't even offer you a drink. And now I'm. It's okay. I brought uh, my own. You do have a water bottle. Yeah. That was very rude of me. <laughs> oh, great. Now I'm. I did think that was rude. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm in the wrong. This makes me sick. I mean, do you want a LaCroix? No, I'm fine. Okay. Now I've asked. <laughs> um, uh, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. We're all ready to go. Here comes Lisa up the driveway <laughs> holding a bag with. And again, it has a beautiful drawing of my dog on it. Yeah, I was being a suck up. <laughs> <laughs> As says to Bridger, love Lisa. It has a picture of Edie. It's, I mean, truly a priceless bag now. Yeah, you can't reuse it. I know, this sucks for me. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're headed into the holidays, and if I need a bag, this yeah. isn't going to anybody. You're screwed. I've got to find somebody else named Bridger and change <laughs> my name to Lisa. Um, but uh, I just have to ask, is this a gift for me? Um, yes, yes, it is. I, um, yeah, I guess I just feel like rules don't apply to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice justification. Yeah. And I also, I thought this was perfect for you in a way, you know, I just thought you might enjoy it. It, I'm re-gifting it. Okay. Well, okay. So you're uh, doubly rude. Yeah. Doubly rude. That's fine. Well, should I open it here on the podcast? Yes, please. Okay, let's get into it. It's in a, a red bag, and again, it's got a beautiful illustration, which we'll have a photo of at some... Oh, we've already taken a photo. With the dog, with the dog. Let me open. Okay, I'm reaching in. Oh, I'm going to have to put the mic on my lap. It's a large box inside that can't be palmed by my tiny hands. Okay. Oh, wait. Is this... I mean, is this what I think it is? Yeah, it's it's what's it's in the box. A bocce ball? Is that how you pronounce bocce i think so i'm so i just have no culture it's (laughs) humiliating i also don't i've never played bocce i um okay so it's literally oh my god these are beautiful they're really pretty right yes these are this is a gorgeous gift (laughs) yeah these are uh they're like wooden bocce balls that are 
painted in beautiful colors. And are all bocce balls the same size, or is it like a big one? I have no idea. I think it comes Here, with several several balls I'm and a, and one. a jack. And I don't know what the jack is. The jack. And I don't know what you do with it. I um, feel like I've played bocce before. I feel like. Do you want to hold one, Stephen? You know, one reason I'm regifting it is that I feel like you need a lawn to play bocce, and oh. I don't have a lawn. You know, so I've got a lawn. All right, exactly. I knew you did, so I thought. Okay, Bridger will appreciate this. This fully justifies my small patch of grass. Exactly. Okay, now we're all holding That's now a your bocce, bocce court. Yeah. 24-7. <laughs> yes, I, you I'm going telling at, people I have a bocce court. You can go out at 3 in the morning and play bocce. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now, okay, it, and we're kind of learning what bocce is together, which I love. <laughs> it looks like there's um, instructions on the side of this. Uh, there's the bocce this carry, bag. carry bag that you can keep your balls in. <laughs> Is bocce Italian? This feels like something the Italians. Bocce. Bocce ball. (laughs) We're going to be canceled by the... Ooh, now this is a small silver ball in the middle. Oh, so that must be the jack. The jack, which is the one you... Oh, no, you are trying to knock it. I don't know. Stephen, what do you think? This is three adults who have absolutely no idea how to play bocce. And I don't know if you can play it alone or if you need, like, teams of people. I don't know. I feel like, I mean... Playing alone is just practice. Yeah. And, solitary. Okay. Bocce. Then there are four more bocce balls down here. Okay. So there's a lot of balls. What we know, and I'm sure there are plenty of bocce enthusiasts listening right now and screaming. Screaming. Kind of Absolutely screaming. Just tearing their clothes <laughs> and throwing glass <laughs> objects or driving all over the road. That's kind of the bocce enthusiast behavior. Uh, eight balls with a jack. Yeah. I mean, seeing these objects how would you imagine you play bocce um i think you throw one and then you throw the others trying to hit it or get near it i don't know (laughs) that's that's the rules for some games involving balls right that sounds about right to me i mean curling maybe yeah is that how curling works i don't know (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah i like the and that's kind of what i assumed but the jack or the silver ball, uh, those of us in the bocce community know it's the jack. Uh, <laughs> that's what's throwing me off right now, because I don't know if that's to be thrown or knocked. Or maybe it's just for looks. Yeah, maybe know? that's like a stressor. You hold that while playing the game. Yeah, you're like David Bowie in the labyrinth, just like <laughs> playing with us ball. <laughs> Steven looks like he's just frantically looking up the rules of bocce. So that we can play right now. <laughs> um, so I know. It, it keeps going. And I have no patience for... <laughs> Game rules at all? I'll never learn. Oh no! I've uh, I recently connected with a friend over uh, when she had the same feeling. When people start explaining game rules, you she just blacks out. I want to so cry. I, yeah, it's awful. I have such a hard. I don't know what that is. Luckily, my my partner Adam is has a very good skill for explaining for for like reading game rules and then you know giving that information to other people. Condensing and it, it. So to, it always for the rest of it us. always lands on him. It's always his responsibility, which he hates. But he's the <laughs> he only one who hate that. He loves it. <laughs> you think he loves <laughs> that? What a power to have! I know, right? Uh, that's something I could never do. Yeah, Expl- to know how a game is played and then explain and then it. Disseminate that information. Yeah. No, maybe he does like it. He says he doesn't. Hmm. No, whenever... I'm learning about him. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it, have some he's insight. such a cipher. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, with games in general, someone is always starts explaining and I just check out. Yeah. Just knowing that I will have to kind of catch up as You'll figure playing. it out. Yeah. Games you need aren't to, that hard. You need to play to learn. Right. So this uh, was given to me by a TV network. Um, as a thank you for making them a season of television. Um, this was it? <laughs> this was it. Um, and I, what, you know, I, I did, it's beautiful. Um, I think that's a very funny kind of gift given to you by like a large corporation because you know it's someone's job to like pick out the mm-hmm. gifts. Some poor assistant. Yeah. And I just always think it's super funny. There's always like kind of a disconnect between what you've done and uh, 100%. Uh, and then what, you, what you're getting. And I think it's like a fun surprise. This is something that, yeah, could be given to basically anyone that's ever made a season of television. Yeah, I think so. This is like a this is a crowd pleaser, right? It's just like here's a thing that's kind of uh, kind of aesthetic, anonymous, and (laughs) (laughs) this you can apply this to your life in some way. Yeah. Uh, So this was given to you, and what was your immediate reaction? Was just like, oh, here's a thing that's gonna fill my home. Um. Yeah, I think I'd sound ungrateful if I. I mean, I (laughs) I did laugh beyond regifting it on a podcast. (laughs) I don't care. Um, (laughs) I, I laughed a lot. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, they didn't even know that you didn't have a lawn. 
Yeah. So, I mean, how well do they know you? Not very well, I don't think. Uh, very thoughtless That's gift. That's fine. It's fine. No, no. I'm, I'm not going to hold it against I'm gonna them. I'm going to put these words in your mouth. <laughs> oh, no. Lisa hated the gift. <laughs> it felt like a betrayal after all of the hard work, pouring her blood and tears into the show, and suddenly she's got bocce ball? No one wants... You, you buy bocce ball. Yeah. You don't get it as a gift. You buy bocce. You don't give bocce. <laughs> and why am I calling it bocce ball? I, don't know, I love it. <laughs> I'm a bit of a jock. I'm a bit of a jock. Um, okay, so, Stephen, did you ever boil down the rules? Okay, no one's ever going to know. It's, it's too confusing. <laughs> well, I'll find out eventually how to play this. Do you, uh, are you like a croquet lover? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> You're not? No, I don't love croquet. Although, um, wait, is is polo kind of like croquet? Oh, it's so now, we're, now you're trying to get us back I'm into horse it back territory. To horse. I am, but I, did, I am thinking about trying polo. I think it'd be really fun. Is that how you play polo? Is it kind of, do you have a mallet? You have a mallet, yeah, and there's little balls that you hit. From atop the horse? Yeah. That seems extraordinarily dangerous to It me. does, doesn't it? And are you moving quickly? Very quickly. <laughs> but you're you're willing to try it? I want to try, yeah. What do you do? Sign up for the league? There's a there's a club, uh, and they give lessons. Wow! And they even like give you a pony to play on. Cause I I would love to try with my pony, but I don't think she'd be very good at it. She's right. not that you know quick of a turner. Um, but yeah. And what? And so, and, but for me, that seems like something as an adult, like. People who know how to play polo have been playing it since they were 11 or something. Yeah, it maybe. It's very intimidating. I'm not trying to discourage no, you. No, I don't think I'll be good at it. Um, right. But I think it, it maybe it's a confidence booster if, if it's a nice teacher. I don't know. Right. And what if you're a natural? What if? Probably not. I'm not very natural to anything sporty. <laughs> have, you ever, um, have you ever watched a polo game? Uh, yeah, I've watched like online. I haven't okay. been to one in person. I wonder how you would do that in person. I've never heard of somebody going to... I You know, it There's just games. feels like... Uh, atmosphere seems like, fancy doesn't yeah, it it's just yeah it's like something that i'll never even touch like, was i can only remember wasn't there like a polo game in pretty woman oh that makes and that's sense where she's she's all dressed up with like the hat and the polka dots right, yeah that's right. my only reference really <laughs> we're all kind of julia roberts in this situation <laughs> just kind of the um gal that yeah is trying to impress richard gear yeah does richard gear play the Polo. No, okay. I think they're just at the game because they're fancy. It's very much like movie fancy. Yeah. It's like not even real person fancy. Yeah. Well, I, I hope that you get to give it a shot. Thanks. I, <laughs> I do hope you have to I put live. on like a special outfit or anything? I don't know. I don't know. Do you wear a helmet when you're riding the horse? Absolutely. Uh, always, yeah. Isn't it interesting that there what a huge uh, period of time we all went through where helmets were not that necessary? Yeah. Well, and there's still a lot of people who won't wear them and are very like... Uh, stubborn about it and I just I don't know my brain's all I have I don't have anything else <laughs> if yeah. that goes I got nothing what do they have to prove um it just looks cooler if you don't wear you know it's more aesthetic I don't know that it, that it is that much cooler I mean unless yeah. you need to wear a cowboy hat yeah I mean a lot of them wear cowboy hats oh they do yeah and In that, Burbank. Looks, that looks sexy yeah I feel like Burbank is not the place for a cowboy hat oh it is <laughs> you haven't been to the rancho I mean that's <laughs> This is the neighborhood where the cowboys thrive. You see a lot of cowboys over there? Absolutely. Interesting. Yeah. Now, are you putting on like a pair of Wranglers when you're going to see the horse? Usually just riding pants. It's basically riding like pants. yoga pants. Okay, okay. Yeah. And are you making friends among the horse people? I am. Okay. Like yesterday, I just made a friend, like I was just riding past her and I smiled at her and she was on her horse and I was on mine and I just smiled and then she was like, is that a fjord? And then we started talking oh, and then she great. she rode with me and, uh, you know, 20 minutes later we exchanged information oh, wow. it's very easy to make friends when you're on horses there's always something to talk about of course you've got a giant thing you can talk about you can talk about breeds or colors or <laughs> polo it's great this is the only way to make friends as an adult buy a horse yeah i think so get really into a niche hobby i think is the way to go oh, oh that reminds me of the thing i wanted to ask you about horses i a friend recently went to i think iceland and there's oh. a, a particular type of horse there that like moves differently icelandic pony and they tolt what is the what? Please explain. Do you, it's like where they so you know there's like a trot, which is kind of right. like a jog, and then there's a canter, which is more like a slow gallop. Okay. A tolt is like trotting at the speed of a canter. That's my understanding of it. I might be incorrect, but it's the Icelandic ponies that do it. And it's just genetically different. That's how they look like evolved. Is that? How I it guess works? so. I don't. Yeah. 
What a bizarre thing. Yeah. Because a lot of people think my horse is an Icelandic because she has that kind of look to her. Okay, but then they look at the way she's moving and know immediately. Yeah, she doesn't tolt. Right. But she is, uh, she's a Scandinavian horse, I suppose. Kinda, yeah, Norwegian. Very interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Um, okay, is there anything else we need to say about bocce balls? That's the big question. Do you play any sports? Do I play any sports other than horsing? I roller skate. Is that a sport? That, uh, as far as I'm concerned. Where are you roller skating? I usually just try to find like an empty basketball court, oh, but sure, then sometimes sure. I go to the rink. How long have you been roller skating? I started during the pandemic. I started okay. during like the peak of roller skating being popular <laughs> right, of when course. it was like hard to even buy roller skates because there was <laughs> such a high demand for them. Uh, I chose the worst time <laughs> and I'd never skated before then. And then I got into it. Had you rollerbladed or anything? Like maybe once or twice okay. as a kid. Was it hard to pick up? Super hard. And I still suck at it. Roller skating is very difficult. Very difficult. Really hard to look cool doing it. <laughs> I try so hard and I just am not a natural at all. Don't look good. But when you do get good at it, you look incredible. Um, maybe someday. No, probably never. I'm going to probably, I even tried taking lessons for a while, but it was from this guy who was teaching like, he was teaching like seven year olds to do artistic skating and they were beautiful and they'd be mm -hmm. pirouetting around me. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, fuck these kids. Like, I'll never be this good. And he was like, oh, that, that girl just flew in from Italy. She's a champion, you know, and I'm like falling on my ass. Oh, it's so humbling. She flew in from Italy to roller skate? Yeah. Get a at, life. At the rink in Glendale. I'm like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Why are you even taking lessons? You're already a champion. Get away from me. <laughs> I'm so mad at children who are like really good at oh, things I'm bad at. I can't do I can't deal with a child that's good at good at anything. I think it's really rude. I still struggle with everything. Yeah. It's not It's not fair it's for not someone fair. to like for a child to be committed and able to just like be good. Yeah. It's not for me. It's sick. Absolutely not for me. Why is roller skating not an Olympic sport? Great question. It should be. We have ice skating. Like, we have an, an analog in the winter sports. I don't understand. And I uh, I hope there aren't ice skaters out there that are screaming, no, ice skating's classier. Uh, oh, it's very similar. It's and there's identical. Artistic skating. Is, is, it's right. like basically figure skating on roller skates. Right. There's jumps. There's There's, there's axles. More room for fun music. Yeah. A lot more disco, disco. happening. I don't see... Uh, I mean, the Olympics have a lot of problems. So let's be honest. Let's be honest. It's, it's you, We're breaking that news here. <laughs> <laughs> we're the first ones to say it. Uh, but I mean, I think the at the top of the iceberg of the Olympic problems is there's no roller skating. Yeah. I guess roller skaters need to stand up for themselves or something. Yeah. Maybe so, they're too chill. Like they're too laid back. But you would say the same about snowboarders and they broke in. That's right. And skateboarding was in the Olympics, wasn't it? In? For the first time. Wow. Something's happening. Something wow. dark. <laughs> it's yes. a conspiracy. Yeah. Something is wrong. Uh, I don't want the Olympics to be in LA, but if they are, I want roller skating to be at that, them. Yes. That, that's the only way they're allowed here. I'll allow that compromise. <laughs> I will continue boycotting until they uh, allow the roller skating in. And LA would be the perfect debut of roller skating at the Olympics. Yeah, because there's so many skaters in LA. There's a really right. strong skating culture. And we have the Midnight Roller Rink or whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. What, the Rainbow Roller Rink. What is that thing called? Mi uh, mi Moonlight. Moonlight Roller Way. Yeah. I think is what it's called. I've heard that... Uh, oh, actually, I won't reveal the celebrity that goes there. That probably wouldn't oh, be fair. Oh, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's John C. Riley, right? Yes. Yeah, he's always there. <laughs> is that okay to say on a podcast? So I think other people have talked about it enough. Okay. I think you... I yeah. mean, he's everybody. If I know, yeah, everybody must know. Yeah, he's there, and he's a tall man. He's not hiding it from anybody. No, I think he, I think he enjoys being recognized. Maybe. Yeah, maybe that's kind of the thrill for him. Yeah, my like, friend saw him there the other night, and she like took a picture, and he was just like, you know, doing oh, a little really? peace sign at the camera, like he was totally <laughs> posing. I mean, I've got to get into roller skating. I want to see him roller skating. You're getting into it just for John C. Riley. <laughs> I love the idea of picking up like a really hard <laughs> hobby just for a celebrity. <laughs> a celebrity that I'm marginally interested in. Yeah, he's not even your favorite. <laughs> Which celebrity would you absolutely pick up roller skating for? Oh, that's a great question. I, If I was guaranteed to see a person roller skating... Guaranteed access to them. Like if you picked it up, you'd be buddies with them. I would probably say... Lisa Kudrow. Oh, my God. Amazing answer. Who would you say? I love her. She's the, the, truly, like, 
it continues to not be appreciated for how great she is. I mean, like, just considering how good she is at everything. I love her so much. Um, and I don't mean to brag, but she did a voice on Bojack when I worked right. on Bojack. And I designed a character for her who was Wanda the Owl. And when I showed her her character design, she was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> she did like, <laughs> oh, she did like a Lisa Kudrow laugh. Oh, that's so great. What an honor. She was so lovely. I loved her. She's so smart. She's so funny. She's such a great actor. Yeah. She seems like a fun time to be around. Yeah. And I can picture her roller skating. Yeah, I can too, actually. I, mean, I think she'd be good at it. Was there a comeback where she's in roller skates? I don't know. God, the comeback. That was like the best show that I feel like I could never watch again. Why? Because you were so uncomfortable yeah. watching it? Yeah, it was just broke my heart every it's moment. devastating. Devastating. <laughs> Who, what celebrity would you... Uh, well, you're already roller skating, but... I'm absolutely panicked trying to think of an answer. Um, Rihanna? <laughs> <laughs> Rihanna was great because also uh, Rihanna music is great for roller skating. Yeah. I mean... It was just the first thing that came to mind. I don't know. I'm sure there's a better answer, but... Isn't that a horrifying feeling when someone asks you a question? <laughs> Just in general. <laughs> yeah, it's a nightmare. It's truly my worst nightmare. <laughs> I'm already like questioning it, like Rihanna, what? Oh God. I've um I York. Mean, <laughs> but particularly with like uh actors or like music or movies, like when someone says what's your favorite thing, full panic for me. My mind turns into a black hole. It's a mush. And then also there's the fear of meeting them and then they are mean or they suck oh, in some way. And then horrifying. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that has I Knock on wood, I don't think that that's really happened with people that I respect yet, but it happens all the time. Yeah. I And speaking of like uh, getting asked questions, I have recently been thinking, why don't I just write down my favorite things in the notes app? And then when someone asks me, I have an answer. take a small breath and look at the app. I did. I should have pulled open my notes app and looked at my list of favorite celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> I have that would one. be the most alarming possible thing. <laughs> Have you heard that Lisa has a list of her favorite celebrities? <laughs> she's out of her mind. She's dangerous. <laughs> All she thinks about is horses and her favorite celebrities. And I'm constantly like reorganizing the list. <laughs> you were knocked down a few spaces, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> For no reason, just like. Oh. No, I feel like Rihanna's an excellent answer. I feel like Rihanna is a roller skater. I feel like she'd be good at it, probably. She'd just yeah. look really cool. And, you She's know, good at everything. If she even deigned to smile in my direction, <laughs> I would melt. <laughs> you would tumble off, off of your skates. Uh, yeah. Oh, Rihanna. She's, it seems like she's making a little return to the stage. I was, yeah, I hope so. I was really excited she was going to release a new song, and then she did. And I was like, oh, it wasn't like a dance song. I want it to be like a <laughs> right. pop song. You know, it was a ballad. Oh, right. Fine. Never return with a ballad. No. Return with a banger. Yeah. I think that's what everyone, that, that's common knowledge at this point. That's what we need right now. You don't hide, yeah, truly no more slow songs. After the last <laughs> two years, I truly am like, we can't have any more sad things everything should be an absolute celebration if i can't dance to it i don't want to hear it <laughs> <laughs> yeah and especially when you're hot i mean the trick with this is when you start hyping when you hype something it's got to be a hype yeah it can't be a, a slow moving thing it's yeah like, this was a misstep yeah this and i a rare like misstep. To talk to her pr team <laughs> <laughs> but also maybe it's like a lowering of expectations and then her next song she blows people out of the water oh god i hope so now my expectations are even higher <laughs> you can't win she's trapped she's absolutely trapped she's as a trapped celebrity. she's in a terrible place but and then the other problem is is it was part of a soundtrack which also is like it's just yeah. like oh, now it's part of a marketing cycle of it's something not that's even not even like, yours. It's not original IP, right? And it's like kind of written by the soundtrack person. It's like Rihanna, we Rihanna. love you. I think that everybody's allowed to make a few, a few. And it's not even a mistake. She just made uh, a move that people didn't want. Terrible mistake, I think. And she'll <laughs> be back. She's going to be back soon enough with songs of all kinds, bangers, sure. not an entire <laughs> album of bangers. <laughs> I mean, Beyonce did that. Yeah. That album really just knocked me off my socks. It took me a while to get into it, and now I'm really into it. It's so good. It's good. And it's fun from beginning to end. That's all Super anybody fun. wants. Yeah. Rihanna, I know you're listening. Take a lesson from Beyonce. I don't want to pit you two against each other. You're both great. <laughs> uh, I if... do. I think they're neck and neck <laughs> at all times. <laughs> Fight to the death. Lisa wants to start a celebrity feud. I do. Um, it's been a while since we've had a really good one. It has been a while. What was our last great celebrity feud? I, I'm not the person to ask. Again, my mind goes blank immediately. No. I'm not great with celebrity gossip. I mean, I actually, I, 
it's probably the uh, the whole movie that was, don't worry, darling. Oh, that's what it was. Right. That was fun. I mean, and I think we talked that thing to death, and that's why we've already forgotten. I really enjoyed that. I like celebrity gossip too much, but I always I'm like, oh, it's it's research. <laughs> it's a it's a business thing that I'm doing. Yeah, you've got to be on top of the entertainment industry. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that uh, I think that was the last big celebrity story that we were all involved with. All of us. And I you took I a part it in up. it. <laughs> <laughs> we had no choice. It felt like we had kind of been, we all kind of got dragged into it at one point. It was like, you can't not think about this story. Yeah. And now it's gone. And hopefully the salad dressing or whatever was, was the final step <laughs> in that. That was delightful. That journey. <laughs> I loved it. Um, I think we should play a game. Oh, okay. Uh, I think we should play Gift or a Curse. Yes. Could I have a number between one and 10 from you? Um, two. Okay. I've got to do. Some light calculating. So right now you've got the microphone. You can recommend, promote. You really can. You The canvas is blank. Do whatever you want. I'll be right back. Oh, I have something I could recommend. Um, during the pandemic, I got really into using uh, fresh spices, like ordering them and using that instead of like the kind you'd get at the grocery store. And it just, it like made food more interesting. You know, I was so bored of like what I was cooking all the time and I was in a rut and I was depressed and like getting these fresh spices and, and using them was just so great. So I recommend that. And in doing this, you know, I ordered from a bunch of different places. I learned that <laughs> there's this company called Penzies you can order spices from. And there's also this competing company, um, I think it's called The Spice House, and they're owned by a brother and sister, respectively, who are estranged. And uh, Penzies is owned by the brother, and he's super, super liberal. Um, and The Spice House is owned by the sister, and she's super conservative, and they just like hate each other. <laughs> I think it's really funny that there's competing spice companies and that whatever your political leanings, there's a fresh spice company for you. How have we not been talking about this? I mean, I want it to be like a documentary. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> this is fascinating. Yeah. So who are you ordering from? Which side? I'm ordering from Penzies. Okay. You know, he's the more liberal one. But he does some kind of weird stuff. Like he sent out an email to everyone who subscribes to the Penzies newsletter telling them that they should rename Martin Luther King Jr. Day to like All Republicans Are Liars Day. Okay, that's... A, that's... <laughs> Just pick another day for that holiday. I know. Don't do that one. Um... <laughs> So a lot of people got mad, but then a lot of people loved it, you know, and I think it it was all a wash. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I've never, you think about fresh herbs all the time, but you never think about fresh spices. This is a whole new category for I mean, me. I'm like a, such a spice snob now. I can't go back. Like if you order fresh cumin and then you compare it to like the grocery store right. kind, it, that tastes like dust. Like it's... <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, and does it like feel different? Does it look different? Doesn't look that different. Um, but yeah, the smell is it's more fragrant and like wow. you don't need quite as much, you know, to flavor your food and it I don't know. I mean, I was during the pandemic, I was just grabbing for anything that <laughs> introduced novelty in my life. Well, and like during the pandemic sensory experiences, that makes perfect sense. You wanted something that felt new and yeah. enlivened your senses. Totally. Oh, wow. It also feels like something that could e I could easily be scammed with. They could easily send me old, dried... You wouldn't know. Yeah, I have no... <laughs> yeah, maybe I just... Maybe I think it's new and it's not It's not <laughs> fresh at all. It's been sitting on a shelf for six months. Right. So I, I just want to put that little bug in your head. Just <laughs> think about... That seed of doubt has uh -huh. been planted. <laughs> um, okay, we're going to play gift or a curse. I'm going to name three things. You're going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse and why. And then I'm going to tell you if it's the if you're correct or not, because there are objectively correct answers. I have the truth on my side. This is going to be really tough for me. Because uh, <laughs> okay. I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. <laughs> well, be prepared. Okay. Uh, this first one comes from a listener named uh, Nikolai. Uh, gift or a curse, waiters who sit at the table when taking your order. Oh, my God. They sit down with you? Yeah, apparently they sit down with you. Um... A curse. And why? I don't, I'd be worried that they would join the meal and that they would be like, <laughs> okay, and I've taken your order. And then I, for myself, I'm going to order the burger. My shift's <laughs> over and now I'm going to join the meal. <laughs> I don't know. It just feels too familiar. It also feels like um, affected. You know, it's like they're trying to feel intimate, mm -hmm. you know, and make you feel welcome. But it's, it's sort of, they do it with everyone. Right. I don't like that. I want to be special. 
Lisa wrong. Oh, right off the bat, (laughs) failing. These people, first of all, uh, so let's just gift. I am calling a ceasefire on waiters, on uh, airplane staff. Let them do whatever they want. I don't care what sort of novelty behavior these people have in mind. You can kneel at the table. you You can sit on my lap for all I care. I don't care anymore. See, I I assumed they weren't making this choice and that this was like the restaurant owner was making them do this. The manager was like, okay, and now you're going to sit down with these fucks, whether you like them or not. So I didn't like it for that reason. I mean, I'm sure that's what's happening. (laughs) That said. If it's their choice. I mean, that's interesting. (laughs) I think it's completely a gift. It it makes everybody slightly uneasy at the table. It it alters the chemistry of the evening in a way that's uh, neither. I wouldn't say good, but. If you look at it through the right lens, not bad. It's something to talk about. That's nice. And you bring up this possibility of them just full out joining the dinner, which I love. Oh, yeah. I mean, it depends. You know, it depends on them. There's a lot of context here that could change. If suddenly I'm enjoying dinner with the server and they're now and now another server has to come up to take our orders <laughs> uh, and they just keep, keep filling in the table until the restaurant has to close down. I'm on board with that. That'd idea. That'd be the best night of your life. <laughs> yeah, well, you've convinced me, but I can't change my answer. No, sadly. You, you definitely have gotten one wrong All so right. far. I'm so, already in the hole. Yeah, don't let that shake your confidence. You have two left. <laughs> um, this next one is from a listener named Sarah Ashley. Uh, gift or a curse, referring to a piece of clothing as just a piece. <laughs> a curse. <laughs> <laughs> and why? Just a piece? Yes. Like you pull out a dress and you're like, this is just a piece. I think it's a curse to like see your wardrobe as like a collection that you're curating. Mm-hmm. I think that's, I don't know. It's kind of, it's silly, right? <laughs> it's not a work of art. It's a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't make it. You didn't buy it from an artisan. You got it from Madewell or whatever. <laughs> Lisa, wrong. <laughs> I love to hear people I'm refer to their clothes. <laughs> I love nothing more than when somebody thinks that their clo- their clothing is worth calling a piece. A piece. I, I bought this piece wherever. I mean, I, I've never... Well, I probably have done it jokingly at some point. Uh, but <laughs> It'd be could, great to do that with like some underwear you got at Target. <laughs> <laughs> I got this piece on, uh, on the clearance rack at H&M. Um, <laughs> no, it's... Uh, Absolutely a gift. Uh, I would love to get to the mindset where I'm referring to all of my clothing as a piece. Yeah. Um, I think it, you could pull that off. I'm, gonna, I'm going to... I think if I did it, it would seem really annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but it gives a new uh, side to your personality that now everyone in your life has to deal with, which I like. Yeah. I think that that's... Uh, and you're always trying to surprise and shock. And so this could be a... <laughs> <Are you? laughs> I think everyone... Everywhere is always trying to surprise and shock. Oh, God. I'm just trying not to stand out. (laughs) I don't want anyone to pay attention. Um. (laughs) Lisa, I need you to start surprising and shocking people. Okay. Okay. I'll try. (laughs) Brainstorm some ideas on how you can do that. (laughs) I mean, you're kind of surprising and shocking me and having gotten zero (laughs) so far. I knew this would happen. Final shot here to get even one point. Uh, Gifter, and this is from someone named Catherine. Catherine suggested gift or a curse close calls so mm-hmm. you know just close calls like near death near death uh, what whatever you think absolutely a gift and why you almost something bad almost happened and then you got away <laughs> oh my god what luck and it's it like makes you reevaluate life and how much you value it when you almost lost it it makes you not take it for granted anymore Whew. A hundred percent right. Yeah, of course. And I mean, what How a wonderful way to close this game. <laughs> you had your own close call. <laughs> you truly had. This was not uh, calculated for you to have a close call, but of course they're a gift. They get your heart, heart racing. My heart's pounding. Yeah, of course. You've just had a beautiful close call <sighs> oh, where you could have completely failed the game. I would have shut the podcast down early and <laughs> probably deleted out. audio. Thrown these bocce balls at my head. <laughs> <laughs> No, of course. Close. How could close calls ever be a curse? Yeah. I mean, a, the opposite of a close call is that things went wrong and uh, you didn't get correct the situation. Uh, or that just nothing happened at all and you had a an eventless time. You, you had never had a story to tell. Yeah. Your life was so dull. 
up until the very last minute. So we all need a close call every now and again just to keep us alive, keep our hearts racing. Maybe not every day. It would be stressful, but once a week. Once a week, see, I, I'm going to say once a quarter for me. I can once handle one close call a quarter. A quarterly close call. <laughs> um, well, poorly played overall. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> you, did, uh, you did give it your best effort, and that's all we can really ask. Um, and I appreciate that. I gave you my strongest opinion. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is the final segment of the podcast. This is called... I said no emails. People write into I said no gifts at gmail.com. And my listeners have problems. We all, I mean, I think it's public knowledge at this point that I probably have the most listeners with the most problems. Yeah. A lot of podcasts have listeners that apparently they're just sailing through life while my listeners are crawling. They're struggling. Stumbling, struggling, failing. Yeah. Um, and so we reach out, uh, well, they reach out first. Uh, unsolicited and uh give me their problems and then we help them so will you help me answer sure okay let me read an email i'm getting into the dock we're scrolling okay i'm seeing christmas is the first word of this email so this is a good seasonally appropriate thing dear bridger and guest Christmas is around the corner, and I'm anxious thinking about what to get for my parents this year. My sister and I are known for uh, for giving extremely thoughtful gifts. But this year, I fear I'm reaching the end of my thoughtfulness. Okay. Uh, Last year, we made a short film recreating some scenes from my mom's standout film and theater roles throughout her career. Is this Meryl Streep's daughter? Oh, my God. This is Meryl Streep's daughter. What's her name? Gummy Shusek? (laughs) (laughs) What is her name? I feel like the word gummy is involved. Mamie Gummer. Mamie Gummer. I was very close. That was a good guess. (laughs) <laughs> My apologies to you. Just you named a character from the Grapes of Wrath. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. My mom. Okay. So we recreated some scenes from my mom's standout film and theater roles throughout her career. We also transcribed, photographed, and compiled a box of love letters sent between our grandparents during World War II for my father. Oh, my God. What is happening in this family? My effort. Uh, As you can see, we are innovative and perfect children. Okay. Back up. Oh, Lord. Back off, sweetheart. (laughs) Bridger and guest. I'm exhausted by my stellar performance as a daughter and need a break from excellence this year. I need a break from you. Uh, (laughs) What can we gift my parents that won't terribly disappoint them after years upon years of masterful gifts? Please help. Since Sincerely yours, Ayana. So it's not Mimi Gamer, whatever her name is. Um, <laughs> Mimi Gamer. <laughs> what is her name? Mamie Gummer. Mamie Gummer. Mamie Gummer. Committing, committing to memory. Mamie, my apologies. Meryl, my apologies. Streep family, my apologies. Okay, wow. Ayana. I think, I think she's gotta disappoint her parents i think she has to she's set the bar way too high and now she's got to reset it at zero and just and do do the thing she's most afraid of which is disappointing them and get them just like a cheese board you know which i think is a great gift but it's like way less personal compared to creating this documentary or whatever yeah and then just kind of reset from there it's so that she doesn't have to keep upping the bar every year it's impossible at this this point this is a classic hollywood reboot yeah. The franchise gets out of control. Yeah. They lose sight of what the thing is. Yeah. And then they start from basics. They yeah. go back to just a normal thing. A nice candle. I think this is great. I think, I mean, I think the gift would be to just truly back off. I think her parents back are probably like, off. what do you think we are? You're being clingy. <laughs> You're obsessed with us. Don't get them anything. <laughs> <laughs> Disappear for a few months. Yeah. Forget forget Christmas and then apologize two months later for forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, th- I mean, th- this is not a sustainable pattern, Ayana. Like, you can't keep like eventually. No. this is going to lead to her killing her parents or something. Yeah, endless growth is like really unhealthy for society and for personal relationships. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, there's it's just like, nowhere to go from here. Right. At some point, it's going to. It really will become dangerous, and then like. I don't want to see what happens with that. Somebody really will be making a documentary about you. and Yeah, it will be a murder. It will be like a family annihilation style <laughs> murder. 
That's a good name for a documentary, Family Annihilation. I would watch that. <laughs> that would be stream number one streaming on Netflix, 100%. 100%. Uh, but yeah, I think a cheese board or just your your real basic, uh, maybe buy them a broom or something. A broom! Uh, just like, <laughs> but a nice broom. Yeah, like a nice sturdy broom. You know, if you buy a cheap broom, you are going to get splinters. I bought a cheap broom a little while ago. Bad idea. Yeah. You got to get a decent broom. Yeah. Or the head is going to fall off or... Is that what it is? The head of a broom? The head, yeah. The brush? Don't get one made out of plastic. Get like a nice sturdy like a, wooden, yeah, like, a, like the kind of witch would ride. Oh, if only. Classic broom. I would broom. love to have a classic broom. Yeah. Uh, Ayana, I think it is a broom. I think the, uh, and your parents can unwrap it together and then they have to share and they can each sur- surprise each other by sweeping the house. Yeah. What a lovely thing to get for Christmas. Try not to be there when they're opening it. That's like going to be too intense for you. <laughs> I mean, your poor parents, what are they expecting this year? Yeah. They, they're probably like having to emotionally prepare for whatever Ayana and sister have got cooked up this year. Yeah. And that's got to be stressful for the recipient. God, gift giving is so stressful. It really is. It uh, freaks me out in a huge way. Me too. I'm so bad at it. Are you? I'm terrible at it. Wow. I think I'm pretty bad too. Yeah. I mean, occasionally I'll land on something that is a great gift, but it's a very rare. And the person has to just constantly be talking about needing something. Yeah, then I, they need to tell you. Right. And then I, I'm able to kind of catalog that and keep it a secret for a minute. Otherwise, I'm like getting online and looking up. Are you looking at guides and stuff to try to... Guides. Oh, God. It's always... a Yeah, you're never going to find it in there. Right. You're going to... They're going to be like, get them a nice wallet. Yeah. Um, some Something sort they of, already have. Right. Just luxury product. Uh, the gift guides do nothing for me. And now I've... Do you have nieces or nephews? Uh, do I? Yeah, okay. yeah, I have a couple. Okay, so I you're guess not, I, I guess not I'm not too concerned. Them any <laughs> I'll tell you what. You don't start because then they'll expect it every it's year. It's very stressful. It gets more and more stressful, and that's my problem now. So, uh, no one in my fa- family will be getting an Ayana level gift. Let's be honest. Never. That's I. I can barely take care of myself. <laughs> it's really a day to day struggle to keep myself alive and happy. But I, I, you know, I try. Yeah. Are you getting Adam anything for Christmas? Yeah, last Christmas we did a thing where we could only get each other a gift that was like either used or um, like a consumable oh, gift. Oh, great. Yeah. And what did you get? What did I get? Uh, he got me like a gift certificate to get some massages. That was really oh, nice. That's, a ni- that's an excellent gift. Yeah. Unless it's to a ratty salon. No, where... it was nice. It okay. was nice. And then, oh, I think I got him. I don't remember if this was for Christmas or not, but I found on eBay like a, a Nintendo employee jacket. Oh, my God. And it was really cute. It was like red with like a plaid liner. It's like a bomber jacket. Right. And he loves Nintendo so much. Right, so, right. so he enjoyed that. And it was like a vintage jacket? It was vintage, yeah. That's a great gift. Thank you. It was the best gift I've ever gotten him. <laughs> well, now you've got yourself in your own little cycle here. Yeah. Now what is he going to expect this year? He better lower those expectations because I got nothing. <laughs> Stock in Nintendo nothing in mind. or something. I know. I don't know. Well, we answered the question perfectly. Uh, Ayana... <laughs> you know, essentially just wrote in to brag, which is <laughs> never a good look for anyone. Uh, you're obviously, Ayana needs the spotlight, and I think her parents uh, <laughs> need to, obviously just need to pay her more attention. She's yeah. begging for their attention. Yeah. And now she's turning to podcasts. <laughs> Sad. Oh, heartbreaking. Heart, especially during the holidays, someone that alone. It's really a desperate situation. Lisa. Yes. I have my bocce. Mm-hmm. I'm so. Uh, this is a genuinely good gift. Oh, good! You know, it's I'm a, glad you like a it. A usable item that I can now entertain people with, or just stand out here weirdly on my own. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess I do. I can't just leave them lying around. The dog will swallow one. Oh yes, now, you gotta watch is, out for the dog. She will chew. Is something I'm now thinking about. This is maybe a bad gift. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I take no responsibility, nor will I help with the vet bills. Maybe I can. I hope you them. have insurance. <laughs> I don't because. Oh. She has a pre-existing condition. Oh, yes, I know about that. Mm-hmm. Insurance is such a scam. It is. What a horrible industry. We don't want to end on that note. <laughs> I'll, I'll spray the balls with the, the like the bitter, bitter apple. apple or whatever, and she, will, she won't want anything to do with them. Thank you so much for the gift. Thank you for being here. I've had such a good time. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, listener, it is the end of the podcast. We're here... You know, we get in the car at the beginning and kind of just drive along, and then eventually I have to let you out. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm unlocking the doors. I'm 
signaling without signaling and just hoping you'll get out and move on with your day. Uh, go do something enjoyable for yourself. It really doesn't take much. Uh, I'll see you soon or you'll hear from me soon. I love you. Goodbye. I Said No Gifts is an Exactly Right production. It's produced by our dear friend Annalise Nelson, and it's beautifully mixed by Liana Squillacci. And we couldn't do it without our guest booker, Patrick Kotner. The theme song, of course, could only come from miracle worker Amy Mann. You must follow the show on Instagram at I Said No Gifts. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's where you get to see pictures of all these gorgeous gifts I'm getting. And don't you want to see pictures of the gifts? Well, I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home You gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts Your presence is presence enough And I already had too much stuff So how do you dare disobey? Follow I Said No Gifts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. I really don't care. Just don't miss an episode. And if you like what you hear, rate and review the show. It's the least you can do. It really is. It's the bare minimum. Visit exactlyrightstore.com to purchase I Said No Gifts merch. What a wonderful way to support the show. Support the show!